Hey, what's up, homies? What up? Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Crack myself up there. Okay, so this week on the Little Bit Out West podcast, we're going to get a little bit out west. And I wanted to talk this week about armor. And most of you who know the Bible, you know Paul talks about the armor of God. To me, armor is one of those things that we just sort of instinctively understand. And I think that's why Paul used it to illustrate the way that we fight against the things which sidetrack us from the will of God. Paul shows us how the armor of a Roman soldier is comparable to the way that we conduct ourselves in our spiritual lives. And of course, if we were to write that same chapter in modern day, they'd have different things that you would talk about. You know, instead of instead of a, a breastplate, you might call it a, a flak jacket or, um, you know, a bulletproof vest or something like that. The thing that we can take away from some of these verses is that we have an enemy. This is pretty basic. We have to understand there actually is someone working against us and literally trying to kill us. We have the enemy of sin, of course, but we also have the enemy of discouragement, shame, incompetence, fear, and it just goes on and on. And we have to admit to ourselves and realize there are these forces arrayed against us. This, of course, it always comes back to this for me, and, and I know you may even get tired of hearing me talk about this, but this is where this whole Calvinist thing that the things that we're going through, God sends them to us. No, I mean, these things that are coming against us are not sent to us by a loving God who wants the best for us. That's torture. Okay, I'm not going to get off into it. So we saw last week how God talked about that in the fourth chapter of Mark, where the seeds are having these things come against it. You have the birds that come and take the seeds before they get planted. You have the sun that comes out and burns the small plant before it's able to withstand the heat. You have the weeds that grow up and choke the seeds. These are our enemies. And we have to be on guard against that because there are these forces that want to destroy us. Satan, the enemy, desires for us to die. He wants our destruction and he's working in and through your life every day, all day to accomplish that. You are under attack. Maybe you don't feel like it, especially in a wealthy society. You don't feel like you're under attack because you have so many of your daily needs met because we have a wealthy society. We have the money to do the things that we need to do. And even though we're in a situation right now where inflation is going up and things are getting more expensive, we still live in a situation where things aren't that bad in, in most cases. Obviously not in every case. But the reality is, is that every day, life, sin, death, the devil, entropy, whatever you want to call it, it is working towards your destruction. But in that, there is this way 
that we can defeat him, and God has put that power into our possession. The armor of God is this relationship that we cultivate with God. We become his servants, then we become his children, and we become his friends. And when Paul talked about our salvation, he compared that to a helmet. We are being saved and have been saved from our old nature, the old way that we used to think. And then the breastplate, the bulletproof vest of righteousness, puts us in this position of being at one with God, a friend of God, and so that when these weapons come against our vital spiritual organs, it's deflected. And he goes on and on, and, and you know how all that goes, and I know you get the point, and we'll go through a couple of those scriptures here pretty quick. But what we're going to find as we search through all of this, what we know is that God desires for us to be happy and to have lives that are fulfilling. That's God's will. He desires to give us good things and to be protected from those who steal, kill, and destroy. That's what John 10.10 says. He says that it's the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It's God's nature that he loves us and the nature of love, as we've discussed before. It cherishes and it protects. And so that's what God is and that's what God does. And he gave us these tools and then... He wants us to learn how to use them because he loves us. Okay, let's back up here. We're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 6, if you're reading along in your Bible. The verse says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. You understand, you know, the word wiles, that means the schemes of the devil. Because we don't wrestle, or we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not, our enemy is not people, but our enemy is principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you will be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all that, stand. And stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And take the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication, for all saints. Let me unwind that just a little bit. King James is sometimes hard for people, but we need to go through here and make sure that we're on the same page. So in that verse where it says principalities, he's talking about people and things that are in in power, in control. The word basically means a chief, um, a magistrate, power, principality, principle, the rule, ruler. 
so we're not wrestling against the person. We're wrestling we're wrestling against these ideas and things that are in charge and in control. The next word, powers, is the same kind of a thing it's talking about in the sense of ability, the dictionary says, privilege. Subjectively, it means force, capacity, competency, freedom, mastery, magistrate, potentate, uh, delegated influence, authority, jurisdiction, liberty, power, right, strength is what the dictionary says. So what Paul is saying there, at least what I understand he's saying, we're not wrestling against people, but we are wrestling against these these ideas and forces that are in control, which completely goes against the whole idea that God is in control of the government because he's talking about principalities. And I know we can get off onto another subject there. People feel like that there are principalities and powers that are in charge in the spiritual realm. And, and basically that is what we're talking about. But to bring that into a practical area where we can get a hold of that, we're talking about the ideas of, for instance, in our in the United States right now, we're dealing with this thing where liberalism, communism, socialism, those things are battling against the ideas of freedom and conservatism and righteousness and goodness and all of that. And so Paul is talking about that we are wrestling against these ideas and we're wrestling against these forces that are coming against us. And yes, there are spiritual powers involved in that. But there's also what we can see going on. There's this this battle between the one side that wants to destroy and the one side that wants to build and and live in harmony. And that's the kinds of things that we're wrestling against. Okay, I won't go I won't keep going on with that. And so then he says having your loins girt, okay, you may know, but what this is talking about is during the first century the the style of a soldier was to to wear this skirt thing and so in order to fight it's a lot more convenient to tie up that skirt so that it's more like pants and then that way you're able to move more freely and other things are protected you know what i'm talking about there and then, like we talked about earlier, the breastplate of righteousness. So that's your bulletproof vest of being right with God. And your feet shod. The word shod is just a, a word that means to put your shoes on. And your shoes are going to be the preparation of the gospel of peace. And, of course, we all understand the shield of faith. As you're believing and trusting in God... And, of course, this is a whole teaching that we don't have time to go through, and you don't want me to go through all of this point by point. But you need to sit down and study the armor of God because there is a month of Sundays in Ephesians chapter 6. But let's move on. I just want to finish this up, sum it up, by saying that Paul is using something from real life, something that people see and understand, this armor that a soldier wears. 
And we need to understand that Paul is saying, you are in a battle. You need to defend yourself and you need to be able to take self-defensive action against these forces that are coming against you. And of course, you have to remember that it's not people that are your problem. It is what's going on in your own spirit and in the things going on around you. Those are the things that are trying to attack you. And as we've talked about many times, don't forget, when you're doing things like 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, casting all of your care upon him because he cares for you, humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, those are the actions of of a warrior. You are fighting in this battle, but your your weapons, as he as Paul says, your weapons are not the kind of weapons that you use to cut and stab. Your weapons are humbling yourself, casting your cares upon the Lord, staying in peace, staying out of strife. Those are the things that are your weapons. You are fighting against these spiritual forces that in our society we are starting to see them more and more clearly every day and you're starting to see them on the television and seeing how people act and respond and you can see the enemy more and more clearly than you ever have before the anger the strife the racism the preferential treatment the dishonesty the unequal application of the law, all of those things are coming straight from our enemy. And those are the things that we're battling against. And the way we battle against them is the way that Jesus battled against them, which was in love, speaking truth, remaining at rest in our faith and our trust in God. And that's how we fight back. All right, so that's the end of our discussion for this week. Let me know uh, if you have anything to add to that. You can write me. I got a new email address, oldsmithmusic at gmail.com. And this time I spelled it with the E. And so either one of those addresses will work. You can email me at oldsmithmusic at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find the book and any other materials you need at jallensmith.com. J-A-Y-A-L-A-N-S-M-I-T-H dot com. I wanted to bring a song to you today. Uh, I wrote this one quite a while ago. I, I just tried or just wanted to write a worship song. I had never done it before, and so I was going to try. And so... Uh, I made this song trying to be like the other people who make worship songs. And uh, it basically tells the story of a dream that I had where in this dream, I was coming into the throne room of God. And that was sort of inspired by, you know, the song, I Can Only Imagine, God on the Throne. And of course, being in the presence of God, you know, you, you're humbled and, and he's so amazing and powerful and, and all of that. But then all of a sudden... God motions and says, come on up here. And it was, you know, it was pretty astonishing for me at that moment. And 
And so I, I went up there and I was really sort of intimidated, but also at the same time, oh my gosh, God is asking me to come up and allowed me to sit on his lap because I'm his child. And I was like, well, of course, that makes total sense. If I'm his child, if God loves us like a father, then we can go and sit on his lap and, and be close with our father in that way. And it just completely revolutionized my way of thinking. And all of a sudden, God became, yeah, he became a father, not some mean old man in the sky. And I could go and I could sit on my daddy's knee. And that's the name of the song. Here you go. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you all next week with a new edition of the Little Bit Out West Podcast. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.